Hello everyone, H.G. Nelson here and it's a bit of a surprise to see me popping in before the Sumpster, but it's a bit of an update on the today's show, which is a series of highlights. Sadly, Roy and I can't be with you today due to unforeseen circumstances, but enjoy these highlights. Take it away, Sumpster. Ladies and gentlemen, day traders going short, hairdressers to the world of football and garbos on the recycle run. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet, and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nelson. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, T.F. Much. Submariner first class with stripe. Cedric S. Ben Sump. A.O. torching the blindside blue paper once again. Yes, that's the sound of the sumpster. Camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth here at ABC Grandstand HQ, Australia. Welcome to the bludge. HG Nelson opening today for another set of seven and what a week, what an incredible week. Are we win too much sport is barely enough. Straight to the greatest game of all, rugby league. And uh, 2023 was shot out of a cannon exploding across the nation last weekend like a nuclear bomb. That's how I saw it, a nuclear bomb, a nuclear, a nuclear device. Uh, excitement, unbelievable excitement, unprecedented excitement for mine. So many big issues emerged as we sheltered under the mushroom-shaped cloud all week. Now, on behalf of the whole Blindside team, can I take a minute and say, thank you, Australia. Thank you, Australia. Thanks for saving the lives and livelihoods of your fellow citizens. Thank you, Australia. Welcome again to Bludging on the Blind Side and a warm welcome to footy heads right across Australia for another weekend of boot festivities, frenzies and frolics. Now, bludging buffs, right-thinking patriots, God talks to me, pilgrims, TP hoarders, looking for another role and mad footy freaks, H.G. Nelson opening the blind side, dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. I went too, a week when too much sport is barely enough. I did you get involved? Did you get involved? It was another week of massive, massive collects. Musselbrook Gold Cup. The try of Petrology at 50 to 1. Love Shack Baby and Bobby D. Well, it was an old-fashioned exploder. A trifecta exploder. Aussies, fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed-up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember, you get a go when you step up and have a go. I'm super excited about this. It's an unprecedented level of excitement here at the uh, Blindside headquarters. To get the barge away from the wharf, let's talk to a man who has once again crossed the bridge to the other side. He's seen again the toilet paper statues of Greg Hunt and come back with an idea that'll have you pushing on the open door. This man's fresh concept from the other side is to have the granny, the big Watusi and the Cox... All at the same venue, Mooney Valley. If no one can come, why piss around with the crowd issue, is his thinking. Talk about back to the future. Talk about screaming to the world, baby, we're back. Imagine the NRL Grand Final and the AFL Grand Final with the Cox run at three-quarter time on that one day in October. I mean, 
licking the lips in anticipation. And imagine the pre-match entertainment, early thoughts, Tina, Delta and the Veronicas, a super group. Acts that can fill space and look good from four kilometres away. This great Australian has already dragged the murderer McLaughlin over the 20 line, kicking and screaming. He's got the NRL Supremo Volandas chest deep and wriggling about in the ooze almost across and Premier Andrews has the shoes on and is wading in with a rope around the waist and this man on the tug. These are the people who cannot see the future and yet it's belting them in the face, according to this bloke. A man who's seen that future and loved it is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blind side bunny in motion? Simply by asking, what highlights caught your restless eye this week? And you... Yes, thank you very, very, very much, uh, HG Nelson. It, look, it's been... Oh, where to start? It's been an impossible week for believers... I've been sick all week. Nausea. Galloping, galloping nausea. That's the sort of week it's been. And it's psychologically induced, spiritually induced, because mm. Max Verstappen is driving a Holden supercar in the Indy series. Now, the Indy car series. It's now, virtual, though. I know it's virtual. That's it doesn't matter. I don't, I, don't, I don't care. You'd be better the car if he wasn't. It was real. I've never known if there's one person, the most un-Australian person on this planet is Verstappen. I've never met the bloke. I don't want to meet the bloke. If the bloke came into the room, I'd vomit. That's how I feel. And that's how I felt all week. Because the name Verstappen is associated with Holden. Holden! And it's an insult to every worker who ever worked at Fisherman's Bend or any of those great... Yes, all those great plants Mm. that produced Australia's greatest car. Peter Brock. I know. An insult to Peter Brock. An insult to Mark Scaife. I don't know if Scaife drove a hold or not. Let's say he did. Mm. Or Winterbottom. Mark Winterbottom. Frosty. Frosty, yeah, Frosty. Bloody hell. I know. These people should be... Marching. Uh, yeah, I know. You know, and I, I, I don't want to get you off the bit here because no. I know how much this means to you. Yes. But look what look what Sam Newman's doing for golf. I know, we'll get to that. Yeah, but what I mean is the protest wise, where are the protests? Yeah, where are the protests? It's up to you, Yeah, Roy. I know, I know, it's up to me. A lone voice. A lone voice. Mm-hmm. I'm the only anti Verstappen figure on the planet at the moment. But uh, I but my part of me says I'm not alone. That's what gives me comfort. Verstappen. I know. He's just as bad as Holden. Now, now Gus Gould's warning to the NRL, don't treat the players like greyhounds. Now, that's a sobering message from Gus. I'd hate to see any players not performing shot. Uh, Remember, we discussed this not so long back, how close we came to losing our greyhound industry. I know. We did that for a couple of weeks until common sense. Yeah. There was a bit of blowback, as we say, from the dog industry. Now, I would hate, you know, the way the dog industry has been treated for that to happen or apply to rugby league or indeed the AFL or any of our sports. I don't want any of our players treated like greyhounds. Is there a biblical overtone to that? I don't know. Yes. I don't know. As nearly as I can tell, the Old Testament has no references to greyhounds. I might be wrong. No. I, I mean, I, I, you stand to be corrected. But my understanding is that greyhounds. I mean, go to your, um, you know, and go, go to your your copy of the Bible and go to the index and look up greyhounds. I'm pretty sure you're going to find nothing. 
I mean, I think live hair coursing, as we used to call it back in the day, yeah. is completely – I mean, I don't think the pharaohs were into it. I don't think it's a Middle Eastern – I don't think really? don't think it was their go. I don't. I could be I, – I, again, could stand corrected. Uh, Japan's Sun Wolves, this is very sad news, they're not able to join the Australian Super Rugby Series. So this is the Super Rugby Series, so it's, it's just five teams now. That's the <laughs> – the, the Reds, the Waratahs, the Brumbies, the Melbourne Rebels and uh, the Western Force, although we don't know if the Western Force have been formally invited yet. We don't know if the letter has arrived. I know mail's a little bit slow at the moment with only delivery every second day, but let's hope that uh, the new broom at Rugby Australia has got that letter off to the Western Force. Um, but it means there's going to be a buy every week for some mm, team... Which is very disappointing for mm. fans. It's it's unfulfilling, and I'm wondering if we need to have a sort of barbarian team, Ooh, a, a sort of uh, pickup squad. Yes, country Australia or rural and ah. regional Australia or an ANZAC team. You know, former players who were still pretty fit, Watmo style, uh, gal style, who might get together just every week and you pick your finest fifteen. And they, they're part of the comp, so everyone's got someone to play. Rural and, and, Australia. Yeah, rural and regional Australia. What do you think? That's brilliant. And what happens if they win the comp? Well, they, they've won the comp. Oh, and, and they might go on to, you know... Beat Scotland. Yes. Six Nations plus rural and regional Australia. Now it's got a... It's got a real ring, ring to, to it. it. Now, it now I'm quite happy to help organise this. Let's say Concord Oval next Sunday... Any players who are interested? Turn up. Know, turn up. Yeah. And let's just see who we've got. Yeah. You know, how, how, what sort of team we could get together. I mean, I'm not going to coast or anything. I don't know enough about it. Yeah. I'm just, I just want to be You're a, a conduit. A facilitator. Facilitator. That's all. And you might have a phone that you could get onto, yep. say, Buddy or Freddie or yes. who's not there. Yes. You might be able to pull on the boots again. Yep, 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 yep. And I'm suggesting some sort of... App, HG, a rugby app, app. so that players who are, you know, back in training, feeling all right, think, oh, well, I might join the, whatever they're going to be called, the Rural and Regional Australian Anzacs. Wow. Rural and Regional Australia Anzacs. It's got a ring to it, hasn't it? I'd love to get a talk from Brendan Nelson. Yes, to fire them up. Yeah, yeah. You could read a letter from a dig to begin with. Something like that, yeah. and then the players. Are, mm, Let's get, get out. out there. Who are we playing? Western Force. Yo, Unity. Go, your Anzacs. OTT. <laughs> Composure, Anzacs. Composure. Anyway, uh, Nick Politis calls on the NRL draw. Well, he, he, he's he's refusing to call it a draw. I understand that, uh, and I understand that too. He's calling it a TV schedule. Of course, it is. It's Rugby League. It's, it's just It's a TV show, dude. Get with it. I mean, these old-fashioned ideas. I mean, where are these people coming from? Head in the sand. Reality has come up and it's grabbed you by the cruet soul, fella. Polites, you lost his model. Look at Volandis. That's the future, dude. Now, Port Power... Yeah. Well, it is the future. I know, I don't. The future's rugby. I know, I know, I know, I know. Don't get me started. I know, I know. 
Now, just finally here, H.G., a good story. Uh, the UFC, which I don't look at all that often, probably no. a little less frequently than I do uh, Hulk Hogan. Um, now, Conor McGregor, who's a lively personality of which many people would be aware, is an Irishman, a little bit mad. He started posting selfies of himself on Instagram. These are nude selfies. Yes. And it's been picked up by other people who, people are, looking who at are looking site. at his site and saying, yeah. oh, well, I'm, I'm going to do it as well. Uh, I think this might have been trailblazed some years ago by, a, I want to say, a Democrat politician by the name of Anthony Weiner. Yes. Who quite famously took photographs uh, of his todger. Yes. And posted them on Instagram. What I'm suggesting, HG, is that I would like to see some of the uh, NRL and AFL players with a lot of time on their hands, and they all have cameras. Yes. To post photos of their todgers on Instagram and fans could see if they could work out which head belongs with which todger. You know what I mean? By way of a sort of fun, fun pastime. Yeah. Well, that's something fantastic to do. Idea. I think look, I think it's got legs. I could be there could be Would a you show like in it. A show in it a and, show and in backer it. in it, maybe, you know, one of the great phone companies. Yes, have. why not? Yeah, yes. Put up a million dollars yeah, for Vodafone somebody. or something Vodafone like that. They'd got, get behind that. Got the first thousand That's right. right. We'd have a host, Scott Cam, he's got a bit of time on his hands. G'day everyone, welcome to the Dodgers show. Okay, first Dodger, here we go. Let's have a look. Now, which head do you think this belongs with? Make of that what you will. The best of Roy and HG. The Bludge is principal sponsor of the Brad Thorne Mega Centre for Football Excellence. It's open to all 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it's free. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. has had a great one with the number 11. Mm. Anything significant uh, that the uh, Murdoch press got this, anything significant that happens to me, 11 seems to come up. Uh, Carney said uh, recently, it's a spiritual number, a guiding number, but it's hard to talk about because it, people might think it, you're nuts. Right. Now, let me, let me set it it's out. It's a spiritual number. Yeah, spiritual number, a guiding number, hard to talk about because people might think you're nuts. Mm. Now, okay. in numer- numerology... Yeah. Not a subject I'm all that familiar with. The mm. number 11 is a master number, which signifies intuition, insight and enlightenment. A master number? Yeah. When paired with, mm. uh, together, 11, 11, mm. get it? Two, Two 11s, formats, yeah. 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 That's what's that, super master? That's super master. I'll give you an idea how big it is. When paired together, 11, 11 is said to be a clear message from your spirit guides mm. and the universe to become conscious and aware. Look, I'm all for taking psychedelics to improve mental performance. Sure. I've been doing it for years myself. Yeah. Uh, but this is going way too far. Well. It's overdosing. Yeah. So what happens here is... Uh, hang on, hang on. How does this work? How does this, who's getting in touch with, with me if I come across 11, the number 11. 11 or something? Well... Is it some spirit guide getting in touch with me? Well, I don't... What am I, how am I meant to respond to the spirit yeah. guide? By being aware. It's not as though it's uh, got a name or a presence. It's just a system. Oh. You know, so as in there's another essential element to this story. It began 30 years ago. Mm. Greg Hickman, this is sidebar issue here, yeah. Greg Hickman was training a small team in the bush at the time when he was offered an opportunity to work at the big city stable Warwick Farm. Hickman accepted the job knowing his life was changing forever as he watched his hometown of Gunnadar disappearing in the rearview mirror. Yes. You can see it now, Gunnadar yeah. in the rearview mirror. Hickman glanced at the clock on the car dashboard. It read... 
11 past 11. Thanks very much. See, you're on board. Whoa. You know, you, I didn't... I, there was no, 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 that's scary. Scary? <laughs> isn't it? I mean, the, the, the number 11 is fascinating, isn't it? I, I was just... You, look, I was, I, was, I was just thinking about this the other day. Do you know that Don Bradman was never on 11 runs? When he got out. No, no, no. At ever. any time. Ever. He always, ever. He always, he was always nine or ten or and 13. then to 12. No, 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 off he'd go. Never 11. Isn't that never incredible? once. Isn't that incredible? How did you work that out? Well, I just looked it up. Oh. You know, did the Don ever, was the Don oh, ever Googled. on 11? Googled it, yeah. yeah. Oh, right, fair I mean, enough. That's all he's got to now, do. As fate would have it, remember he's leaving the town at 11-11. Yeah. As fate would have it, these two men, this is uh, Adam Carney and um, Greg Hickman, mm-hmm. were lunching on the Gold Coast the day before Hickman trained Parada, part owned by Carney, was due to contest the Rich Magic Millions three-year-old guineas. I asked Greg if Parada would win mm-hmm. when he said, I have something to tell you. I've got a thing about the number 11. Mm. You know. Yeah, as you my do. Wa- my wife, Taylor, thought this was a G-up and she said, you two have spoken about this before. I told Taylor, I swear we hadn't. Yeah. And then I told Greg I had the same issue with number 11. So two of them wow. with the same issue with number 11. Wow. Gunnada. Rainbow the, connection. Rainbow connection through the number. When Parada The spiritual won, guides at the same time, each of their own spiritual guides were saying they had to be equally conscious at the same time. Is that how it works? I think that's right. Now. So where did it end up? Well, it's a what hell of a mean? story. <laughs> What's it mean? How did the numbers express themselves in terms of winnings? Okay, that's that's the nub. Yes. Right. When Parada won his first rate race, he was a 11 to 1 chance. <whistles> when he won his first group race, group, uh, you know, yeah. one or whatever it was, he came out of barrier. 11. Thanks very much. When he won his final race, the Red Zell Stakes, yeah. his starting position was gate. 11. And when Parada ran away with his only Group 1 win, the, uh, the 2019 All-Age Stakes, yeah. it was 11 years oh, after, his, Lord. after his father died. 11 years after his father died? 11 years after his father died. What are the chances of that? <laughs> Sometimes you sort of feel as though you're pushing this. Yeah, bit, I know, you? I know. But, but stick with us. I know. But the thing is, HG, as I often say to kids, you know, who are interested in these sorts of things, I often say, all right, imagine what happened today 11 years ago, you know, and they say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that's when we didn't buy a car that's or right. something like that, yeah, you know, or the time. scones were burnt or something like that. Or we deep-fried the scones. We deep-fried the scones and we were all sick. Yeah. <laughs> Carney recalled that everything seemed to to be in sync going into the Magic uh, Millions three years ago. Oh, so, sorry, the Magic Million guineas two years ago. It was like nothing could go wrong. I remember we were staying at this hotel and they let me park in the same spot each morning because we were going to track work at 4 a.m. Yeah. Then I'd drive back to the hotel at 5.30 a.m. But one morning there was a car in my spot with the number plates. 11, 11. Well done. 11, oh, 11. Good. What was it doing there? Abbreviation. Who was driving it? Uh, these were abbreviations for 1111, you get me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So ELVN, you know, twice. Oh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha, yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Now, that same week, Carney and Hickman purchased a Fastnet rock yearling at the Magic Million Sales. With everything that was happening in his life, Carney and Hickman, uh, when it came to naming, the yearling was obviously 1111. Yeah. That's what they had to call it. Mm. There was a certain synchronicity about the purchase of the yearling. I was the underbidder for the horse, yeah. but he wasn't sold on the day. You understand? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Anyway, as the day progressed, I hadn't bought a horse. And when I got back to my hotel, Taylor asked, that's his missus, what happened? And I I said, I haven't bought a thing. Mm. She would have been shocked, wouldn't she? She would have, yeah. What, you've come home empty-handed, no horse? Where's my horse? (laughs) Stunned. I opened the catalogue and came to the page of the Fastneck Rock Keeling and I kept saying to myself, I should have bought it. Taylor said to ring Greg back and tell him you wanted to buy the horse and I rang Greg and asked him if he could contact the breeder and tell him I'm happy to pay a quarter of a mil for it. Yep. Greg said, no, we're not paying... Why didn't you offer him 11,000 or something? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Or (laughs) 110,000. Yeah. Now, uh, if I've got the numbers right there. Anyway, Greg, no, we're not paying a quarter of a million for it but, but I said, Greg, please do it for me. Then a little later, Greg rang back and said, you owe me 10000 as I got the horse for 240000 We had to name it 1111. Oh, what a magical story. Mm. And, you know, the funny thing is most jockeys have stories about numbers, Do they? don't they? Yeah, yeah. Do they? They don't often uh, 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 the evolve a number as powerful as 11. No. They, sometimes they're lesser numbers, you know, like 7. Yeah which is a number I've always had trouble with over the years. I hate seven. Yeah. Don't know why. Well, that's because Bruce McAvaney's on it. And remember yeah. all those times you put Bruce McAvaney on with the Rooting King and the... Oh, because he's on job. seven. He's is on seven. Is that why I don't like that bloody sunrise show? <laughs> is that it? Yeah, Koshy and them. Yeah. Oh, no, you can't stand them because no. they're on seven. Yeah. But I'll tell you what works for you is 27, doesn't it? Oh, 27. 27. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. you know, the boys... Uh, it's my lucky charm. Yeah, Fractious and, uh, you know, Fractious yeah. Bruce and Weed, always, yeah. you know, 27. They they were over the moon when they drew 27. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always yeah. with 27 start, always sure. did it, sure. you know. Yeah, yeah. I know it's incredible, 27. It is amazing. And I've often discussed this with mathematic, ma- mathematicians. Yes. You know, I often say to them, I love your work because I know how important numbers are. The best of Roy and HG. The Sheds is a getaway holiday experience aimed at rugby league families who want to escape the grind of the league season but still stay in touch with the greatest game of all. It's a 40-20 kick away from Wynn Stadium but a million miles from care. Booking through bludging on the blind side. Hi there, Blindsiders. HG once again with a quick reminder that you're listening to a best of of Bludging on the Blind Side. The best of Roy and HG. Uh, Look, another thorny issue has bobbed up concerning Pride Round with the Rugby League. Now, uh, the uh, surveys, this is, I'm not sure if they've done much in the manner that we do surveys, which is get people to ring up. Sure. But anyway, the question was, do you think the NRL should introduce a Pride Round? All right. Now. Who did uh, they approach? The coaches? I think they approaches CEOs, coaches, oh, CEOs, yeah. CEOs, coaches, etc. Right. Now, unfortunately, eighty-two percent said no. Oh, really? Now, this meant that Volandis mm-hmm. is uh, floated the idea of a respect round. Good. Which include everyone. Now, Good. this worries me a lot. I know it does. Uh, I know in other media commitments we've gone out of our way to demonstrate. <laughs> That we some things mm. we don't like the idea that if you're against something mm. you're included and if you're for something you're included even though it's the same thing. Mm. It would it would be very difficult for me to be able to show the respect to somebody who liked the Manly Seagulls Football Club, exactly uh, rugby league football club yep. because I don't. No, I don't. I I'd be lying to you I'm if I said I sure. did. I don't. I hate them. But I've I respect. Hated but I respect that opinion you have, HG, of the Manly Warringah Seagulls. I do. I respect it. I know, I understand that. But then it becomes extremely difficult if you, I know you don't approve well, of Well, let's that. say I like the West Tigers. Yeah. Now, you, you, may not, you may hate the West Tigers. 
I don't. I'm not. I well, you, you may have no attitude towards the Western. No, I, don't I don't care. Have any attitude but you've Western got Tiger. to respect my liking of the West Tigers. I do, Roy. Yeah. I do. Good. You do. Good. Now, if we had a team. now, if we have the West Tigers play Manly, oh, extremely difficult. Yeah, I know. You're not going to go. <laughs> but I respect that. You don't yeah. have to. But if you want to come along and sit there and slag off at the Manly Sea Eagles, sea Eagles yeah. I respect that. <laughs> now that's fine. Can I ask? Yeah. Your big. Well, but what makes a respect round any different to any other round? No, I Because no. every other round, you, you go you to go football, jump, jump, you sit manage, down, you gob off the team you hate. Yeah, Manning Seagulls Manage play every Seagulls. week. Yeah, sure. It's impossible <laughs> to have a day where you're not playing, just gobbing <laughs> off at somebody. Now, can I ask, you yeah. raise the most important thing is, mm. this presupposes that rugby league is played now mm. with the same sort of lack of passion for everybody. Yeah. But as you point out, it's a violent game. It is a violent game. And immediately We respect the violence, don't we? I mean, who can't respect, let, let's say, you know, the finger the other night? Yeah, the, the, the busted finger. The busted finger. I, I, respect, I respect that, that enormously. Now, I respect that enormously. Yeah. No, great work. Now, now, if there's someone sitting beside me and they see, and they, and they, and they see that and they say, well, that bloke shouldn't be out there with a the finger like that, well, I can respect that view. Now, come to a But I respect the fact that he stayed out there. <laughs> and I'm going to say that to this bloke. Yeah, but you've got to respect that he stayed out there. Oh, yeah, I respect that, but I hate him. Well, I respect that you hate him. But you've got to respect that I respect that he's stayed out there with his finger. Now, yeah, but I don't respect that. Well, I don't mind. You can you can have that view. Now, can I just come to an incident in last night's game where I think it was clear he lost the ball over the line, which cost him the game. He did. Now... I respect that. Yeah, <laughs> But can I say, if you're a Panther supporter, yeah. where, do you, where, where do you draw the line? You love the team, you yeah. respect the team, but you hate the fact that... that yeah, the clear he does. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got to, well, you've got to respect that sometimes the people you respect, you don't respect. If you were a fan suffering from rugby league denial syndrome, you are not alone. Just reach out to bludging on the blind side. Now, for instance, if Valendis had taken time to explain the respect round exactly as you've done, mm. then I'd be all for it. Yeah. But he's done nothing. He's given no idea of what it would be like. He's given no idea no. of the mental turmoil that he's going to put the game into by yeah. saying, well, it's a respect round yeah. and originally it was going to be a respect year. As you imagine <laughs> that for a whole year. Sure, sure. <laughs> We'd have sure. people... Mm. I, I agree with you, H.G. He's planted what I would describe as seeds of confusion. <laughs> Because people are going to turn up to respect round not knowing how to behave. Yeah. They don't know whether they're allowed to shout out, clap something, or boo. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Can I just say to them, just behave normally? Just behave normally. Because rugby league crowds are rugby league crowds. I know, but they, they respect things. <clears throat> you know, they, they respect and, and they res- they're quite happy to go with the rough and tumble of the game and gob off on people that they don't like and be quite happy to be gobbed off themselves because they go understanding that there are going to be people there who don't like them because you're supporting a particular team. Is that clear? Yeah, I think so. So just behave normally but just respect the fact that there's someone else there who you may disagree with and they're going to disagree with you. That's all. Yeah. And do you think it needs a, 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 like I suggested, everybody playing the same jumper? All right. So this would mark out, you know, you wouldn't see Fine. that hate. Look, I don't mind. No, 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 no. Look, if players want to go out wearing something different, I respect it. <laughs> True. That's Thought fine. You might. Thought you might say that. That's fine. 
And if the referee wants to blow the whistle and say send them off for not wearing the correct garb, I don't mind. That's fine. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. And I mean, I... rugby league will work its way through. Yes. Eventually, we're going to have a game. The whistle's going to go, and there's going to be a winner and a loser at the end of the day. <laughs> there's going to be disappointed people. There's going to be happy people. I respect that. Now, can I ask if, and let's face it, this would be what I'd hate if somehow a stink erupt yeah. in respect round, yes. which is bound to happen, obviously, because yeah. it's rugby league. But that's fine. Yeah, I know. What's wrong with that? No, no, <laughs> there's you nothing know, wrong with that. We've got courts that can deal with yeah, that, actually. I've got to respect true, that. True, true. true. You know, if someone ever... gets charged, fine. Mm. You know, that, that's all right. <laughs> now, so we come to the. Uh, Sidebar issue, which is the Pride Round, Good. which isn't on anymore. No. Um, but the Rugby because League... Because there were too many people not respecting Pride Round. Is I that think it? so. I think that's right. Yeah. 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 So as it looks as though... Well, the then other... again, couldn't you sneak in a, respect, a Pride Round within the Respect Round? So you'd be forced to respect the Pride Round. How could Whoa. that work? Could that work? It's I Respect it's Round. Yeah, all right. Well, in Respect Round... Well, why are they have... wearing those rainbow colours? Well, you've got to respect that. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Okay, yeah. well. Even though I don't approve or whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't approve, I'm a rugby league player, supporter. Now, after being welcomed into the parade, this is the Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras parade. Yes. For seven of the past eight years, NRL officials were stunned, stunned. when they were told in September that their application to participate in the recent one yeah. in this year's had been denied. Why? Well, the rejection came weeks. See, they don't respect. No. Respect, see, they don't respect. And That's I bad. think they offered to open up the respect round to the pride, as you just yeah. pointed out, but that wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough. They wanted the they wanted the bannering the other way around. Respect inside pride. Oh, you can't have that. <laughs> not in rugby league. No, you, you can have pride in respect, but not respect in pride. Well, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making the rules no, here. I'm reporting. I'm going no. to call it as I see it. Yeah. Now, the rejection came after, weeks after, uh, obviously, the Seagulls players refused to play against the Roosters yeah, well, some did, of the yeah. club's... But you've got to have said seven, that. Yeah, true. Yeah. Everyone in league initiative, which involved rainbow piping on the jumper, etc. Yep. Now, organisers claim the NRL was snubbed because it was uh, insufficiently gay or creative, claiming there was simply no room owing to the high demand. Now, meaning high demand for spots in the parade. So... Mm. Oh, I think it was one of the biggest parades in history, wasn't it? It was. Um, the Mardi Gras spokespeople said the demand to participate in this year's parade mm. just finished was so high that organisers could only accept 70% of applicants. Wow. 70%. And so people are turning up with pride slash respect yeah. ambitions, yes. but they're denied. Denied. Does that fit into the umbrella of respect and yeah. inclusion? Well, it doesn't really, does it? No. should be 100%, shouldn't it? Exactly. As long as it takes. As long as it takes. Yeah. Now, Even if, yeah. Even if it goes for several days, well, so much the better. Isn't it? Now, uh, what, what was the float going to be, the rugby well, league float? Now, the rugby league float, which was um, the NRL came under fire in 2020 when it missed the deadline to enter the float. That's one problem. Right. They often miss the deadline for put their names down. Yeah. But participate in the last two parades, that's 21-22, yeah. which have been held at SCG, around the SCG, because of COVID. Now, if floats are often distinguishable by a large inflatable ball, yes. obviously student style, mm. on the back of a float, obviously back of a, say, uh, a Land Cruiser or, you know, a Hilux, mm. yes. with cheerle- cheerleaders dancing behind. Doesn't say rugby league though, does it? No, it doesn't. See, what would be better is if they cheerleaders. Said, I like the idea of the cheerleaders there. Have though. we got cheerleaders attached? Do we to still clubs? have cheerleaders? They were, they were great. You know, whenever there was a try score, people would jump up and down. People jump up and down. Wave pom poms yeah, and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. It was great. Now, but can I ask? Do you do you want something that's a little bit more rugby league? 
Like, mm. what would happen if you kick off, they run down the street, their one side emerges with the ball, runs it back, all that sort of stuff, as they move along? Yes. See, it's not impossible. Rugby league players can do anything. They can. And if you just said, well, you can't kick it off the sides of the street because sure. there's too many crowds, people are going to get hurt. Yes. You keep it in this area, they'll do it. They can put Reynolds out there. He'd control it quite easily. <laughs> he would. Was and Reynolds' people... approach to be part of the float? Do we know? <laughs> I've got no idea. Um, well, see, Reynolds would have been the first one to approach. If you're going to adopt that sort of style of uh, well, I just chipping over the top of the, yeah, of, I, of, the, of the inflatable ball. Well, it's got to have something on, like on that the, to rugby the, league. Yeah. Otherwise, people are scratching their heads. What's this big blow-up ball doing yeah. coming down the street? Yeah, much better to have players in their... In their footy jumpers. In their footy jumpers. With boots on. Passing the ball to each other and, and every now and again stopping and play the ball and... Exactly. That, yes. Remember how that great go back to Tina Turner ads. That's what it was all about. Yes. Tina playing with the that's right. up and down the sand hills. That's it's just right. Great. Yes. Well, anything <clears> like that would have been fantastic. But just to have a ball sitting on a car with with no, cheerleaders. That's not enough. No, certainly not enough. And does it say? Does that say pride, or does it say respect? The best of Roy and HG. Hey, leaguies, stop losing money on the punt and start owning a piece of the action. The Rooting King team can tip you into the ready-to-race for Landy's Trouser. Five-sevenths of this electrifying three-year-old is owned by top football types, including Bruce McAvaney and Piggy Riddell. Weed and Bruce are now syndicating the back end. Snare a winning pair of equine buttocks through bludging on the blind side. Uh, look, there's a suggestion from Malcolm HG. He says that um, US traders, you've got to remember that due to water going down the plug hole in the opposite direction to uh, Australia, mm-hmm. you know, you know, mm-hmm. because of gravity, mm-hmm. just works the other way, doesn't it? Our tradies need to operate in a mirror-reversed environment. Right. And so you'd have to have a mirror, work? otherwise you'd feel weird with the water going around the wrong way. But would that mean threads were... No, 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 I don't think it affects threading. It, it, no, 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 no. No, it's just the water going down the bowl. Right. It can put you off. It can. You know? can. Yeah. Well, you're used to the carpet going in a certain direction on the flash. Well, that's it. You know, just yeah. imagine. That's how know. weird it is when it's going wrong. Yeah. You think you're going mad. I know. You'd have to step back and yeah. think about it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Now, Andrew's been in touch. She, he says Coriolis is the reason the water goes down the drain in different directions in the northern and southern hemispheres, not gravity. What does that mean? Well, what a good question. And what does happen on the equator? Does it go in? Just with, stays there. Just stays there. Yeah. And just goes down evenly, perhaps. Now, uh, although this hasn't come. Coriolis, I must yeah. get, get yeah, the involved. Facts. Yeah, yeah, Coriolis, get involved. That's right. <laughs> and try and do it at your place. Yes. I suppose there'd be a few plumbers listening who'd know all about Coriolis. They'd, they'd probably taught that. Well, they should be more They'd that. have to be. It wouldn't come naturally. No. Now, apparently it's Sandown, number 11's just won. I wouldn't know what race we're up to there because of my eyes taken elsewhere. But that's a good get for the 11th. It is, isn't it? And Ben of Sunrise Beach uh, puts the question, what would Gough Whitlam have had to say about this 11-11 business? Such a powerful number, isn't it? It is. I hadn't thought about it. When you think about it. 11-11. Yeah, we never think about it, do we? No. Well, we are now. Exactly. And it's a very sober consideration, isn't it? It is. You know, look... I'm looking at numbers differently now. You know, uh-huh. every now and again you don't think of numbers at all. 
And every now and again you think, well, you've always, even yeah. in the show, revealed that problem you've always had with Seven. Yeah. Remember when the King used to mm-hmm. get in Barrier Seven? You'd scratch the horse straight away. Straight away. Well, I always and no liked, questions asked. The only thing I like doing, HG, is tackling a number seven because you always gave them, gave them something special because they were little. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> look, I don't know if we can explain this, but as you know, uh, Skid Marks over at nine is trying to drag the whole... Hang on. Sorry. Rod Laver won 11 Grand Slam titles, yeah. as did Bjorn Borg. I mean, this is just getting too scary, isn't it? I know. I wish we hadn't opened this camera. I know. I tell you what, let's... You, you can see how, how cults begin, can't you? You can. It'd be so easy to start a cult. Number 11 cult. The number 11 cult. Mm. Now, hang you on. You know, because there are a lot of people, gullible people in the world, who could be easily switched on and turned on to this sort of thinking, you know? Are there? Yeah. Gullible people? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people who think Class A's okay. Yeah. Whatever happened to Covis 11? Covis 11? <laughs> or COVID 11? COVID 11, even I know. better. So, are you seeing this 19 not indicating a year, but mm. indicating the number of times this virus has been loose in the world? No, I'm not suggesting that at all. Well, but, you but, can. Well, I could. I, 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 I won't disagree with yeah. you. Yeah. But all I'm suggesting is if COVID 19 was COVID 11, It'd be a hell of a lot more powerful, and we've just got to be thankful that it's not. No, that's beautifully put. Now, can I just say, eleven? When's the eleventh of May come up? For instance, that'd be. A, I'm just. I'm just. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going. Right. Are you seeing people maybe nuding up and dancing around a, a kerosene flame? I'm not sure that sort of thing. And what covering themselves in pig fat? Well, that'll be too for a start. <laughs> for a start. Is that what elevenists get up and, to? And maybe playing a. I don't know. They, they catch a fish, turn it into a scone, cover themselves in pig fat and light a fire. <laughs> Is that it? And play Bon Jovi really loud. <laughs> I mean, just to start with, I mean, yeah. all of a sudden you've got the elements. You've got your fish. Yeah. You've got your, you know, your obviously. Well, we're starting to get rules. Rules. For how oh. elevens behave. That's fantastic. And look, we, we've only been working and on You can this do it. I know. The 11th of every month. Every month's got an 11 in it. And People do, forget that. And we've only been working People on People think, this. oh, no, I can just skip straight from 9 to 10. Like the no, you can't. No, you can't. Now, That's and, temporal reality. And we've only done this for 11 seconds. Imagine what happens if we did it for 11 hours. Whoa. Imagine the ideas, the rules we could come up with in 11 <laughs> hours. Yeah, it's a fascinating problem. Now, I was going to start on this topic, which I think I'll have to hold over because it's got to do with dragging. Mm-hmm. The television broadcasters. Oh, over the line. Over the line in the rugby league, but the yeah. television's really digging their heels in. Yeah. And I noticed that uh, Skid Marks over at night, when mm. Skid Marks appropriate, when he's being dragged, yeah. the Skid Marks are really digging in. Um, he's saying that he wants to, obviously, but he wants thrown into the deal, is the, uh, the website work from the digital Aside oh. of the NRL's output, which apparently uh, oh. has 1.6 million account holders yeah. and is the largest social media footprint, 5 million people of any sport in the country. Wow. Now, the proposal fits that's in. That's got to be worth a fortune. Well, that's that's what he's suggesting. So would you get stuff like the uh, Cleary TikTok videos? Oh, you get all of that. So people could watch that on Channel 9. Well, through Channel 9. So as Channel 9's advertising spread can go. Yeah. This is just me making things up here. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I don't want to give skid marks ideas. No. But they would be able to put 
Well, people Let's would say, love to be able to see it, but you can see it on YouTube. Why would you bother going to Channel 9 and asking Skid, can I look at it? Right. Forget YouTube. This has just come down to your television. Yeah, right. You, you know, bless. Well, you don't even have to ask for it. It's just there. Just there. <laughs> just there. With the coals out on either <laughs> side of it. Uh, and something to do with advertising other programs like League. You know, in the League. Ah, you know, I'm with you. Laughing a League, Fatty and Chook, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. They'll yeah, be able yeah. to get another program. Look, right. unfortunately, all these uh, issues will have to remain sort of where they are for the moment, but mm. that 11, hasn't that given you something to think about? It certainly has. The best of Roy and HG. Punters, the late male bookies never hear features on bludging on the blind side. ABC Radio. Peter Volander's made a bold declaration the day he eased into the th- uh, throne as ARL Commission Chairman, mm. and this is from the Nine newspaper. Yep. Uh, to be frank, quote, to be frank, we need to improve our refereeing, said Volandis. That's our biggest single problem. You can't have fans walking away thinking they've been ripped off, so we need to fix our system and do whatever we can that the fan walks away happy and content that they've had a fair crack. Yes. Now, I, admirable. I don't, agree, I, I don't admirable. disagree with any of that. No, admirable. Mm. Then he goes on. That was the, the writer here. Three weeks after the controversial grand final between Canberra and Roosters in which the referee, Ben Cummins, signalled a set restart, then changed his mind. Who yeah, can forget that? I know. It's just amazing. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> this past week there's been criticism from people like Ricky Stewart and Trent Robinson and Volandes has dramatically changed his tune saying controversial decisions were part of the game and you've got to get on with what's at hand. Okay. And you've got to take the good with the bad. Oh, okay. Now, then he says, uh, what annoys me with the coaches is one week some of the calls may go against you and the following week you may come up, it may come for you. I haven't heard a coach yet <clears throat> when they have had, you know, when, they, uh, when they've had a rub of the green complain, meaning when it's run in their favour. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. Uh, the only person who I can think of who just complains all the time is Stick. Sticky, yeah. Uh, A.K.A. the Angry Ant. Yeah. Uh, now, the uh, coaches who the writer speaks with are frustrated by the lack of feedback from head office, mm. especially around the interpretation of restarts. Yes. Now, put all that on pause. That's the sort of thing Morrison's going to have to deal with. He is. Now, the difficulty is, is he, so far, has demonstrated mm. no ability in his political life to be able to tackle that sort of problem. Mm. Saying this one week, saying exactly the opposite a couple of weeks later, seemingly, and then try to make sense of it for the average fan. Yes. Now, get this. Matt Chechen. Oh, yes. uh, The former great referee Mm -hmm. who walked away from the NRL at the end of last season, came out of retirement at the weekend to control a match in Perth between Rockingham and North Beach. He earned high praise from the coaches and players for allowing the game to flow. Now, Uh afterwards, he was asked to explain the difference between the NRL and Western Australian League. He said the speed in which things happen with the decisions and how they're made, that was what his, his mm. you know, comment was. Also, the amount of information that's being fed to me. The touch judges were fantastic. Mm. This is in the Perth Rugby League. No wonder it's going through the roof. Mm. They uh, gave me the info when I needed it. If I didn't, they were quiet, which is good. Yes. Yeah. Now, Look, I, is... I think, uh, actually, that, that, that does unlock something to me that has the hallmark of truth to it. And that is that our touchies aren't as good as they used to be. And, well, the thing is they might be, but they're not given the... They're, they're not being asked to give their opinion they're not given by the, the central umpire. No, then by the there fr- was a time when the central umpire would look to each touchy 
and the touchy would either give a nod or come in and give yeah. some advice. Now, what happened was this before the decision is made. Well, touchies don't do that anymore. Are you organising a campaign for touchies to be liberated and find their voice? Well, I think touchies should be given a voice, yes. Mm. Touchies once had a voice. You know, sometimes, you know, touchies would walk around in the suburbs and they, they were some of the most popular people in the world. <laughs> you know, great to see you there, touchy. Great job. Good job, touchy. You know, but you don't see that anymore. I, the last time I heard well done, touchy, I, I can't tell you when it was. No, no. Years ago. Yeah. You know what disappoints me is in the game is wingers are more popular than touchies now. Are they? Yeah, you remember you broke that story yeah, ages ago about how yeah. people just go and see wingers. Wingers, yeah. Yeah, they don't want to see touchies, they no. see wingers. But in the old days, in the old days, people looked at the touchies. touchies yes, yeah. that's right, because they knew voice of authority. Yeah, yeah. So now all it's all a touchies job is these days is to raise the flag uh, on the line where the ball went over from the free kick, and to judge the. Uh, kick for goal. That's all they do these days. Oh, no, it's disappointing. It's very wrong. disappointing. Wrong. I, I mean, what kid is going to put his or her hand up to be a touchy if you know you're not going to be respected or even referred to? Yeah, and remember, of course, people walk on the other side of the street when they see a touchy coming. Now, I've seen it happen. Have you? Yes. Look, it, it, I was in um, Balmain the other day. Yes. I saw a couple of touchies coming along and All I right. tapped you on the side and you yeah. said, have a look at this. And, of course, about 100 people walked on the other side right. of the street, across right. the street to just escape oh, being associated with a touchy. That's shocking, isn't it? That's shocking. Now. I, yeah. Well, that's where we've got to start. We've got to start rebuilding the status of touchies in our community. Does it surprise you that Matt Chechen <laughs> found touch an old... An, Outpost of old-fashioned touchydom yeah. in Perth. Well, I, I, I think it's worth a close examination to mm -hmm. see what is happening in Perth. And if Perth, if they've wound back the clock and reinvigorated interest and the and contributions from touch judges, well, that's got to be great, oh, and no. that's something that's got to be examined and re-established on the eastern eastern seaboard. Now, can I ask? Does Morrison have to have a, a, a like a campaign philosophy yeah. or a platform mm. on which he mounts his tilt at the top job? Well, liberate if, the if, touches. He, if he bursts into the room, sits down with Volandis and Co., mm -hmm. and says, "I'm here because I want to elevate the status of touches in our community," everyone's going to lead forward immediately. Hello, what's going on here? <laughs> you know. Yeah. So I think that would be a very would good you like to How you go about it, I, I'm well, not going to find Okay, out. here's a few ideas. We've got to get touchies together. Yeah, or Dally M for touchies. Yes. The touchy of the year. Touchy of the year, that's And maybe bad. they could get uh, some sort of, you know, like, um, you know, I forget who the sponsors of Rugby League are for the minute, but uh, yes. let's say some sort of beer company. Yes. Uh, and they could have an ad. Oh, I yes. was, you know, hello, my name's Jim Thompson and I'm touchy of the year. Yes. And when I, you know, relax on a Monday night, I reach for a Leishman Lager. For a Leishman Lager, yeah. Well, that, 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 that's all good, but I would like to see Cam and the Eye of the Storm team. Oh, yeah, of course I'd like to see them. Interview a touchy of the week. Interview have a touchy of the week. Exactly. And you Touchy of the week. How did it go this week? Touch out. Oh, yeah, I, I called a couple of, uh, well. Kicks and went out. Three kicks. I judged as as being good, and one I had to wave away. Yeah. Oh, well done, mate. Well done. How many frees did you did you uh, uh, administer? 
Oh, four. I got them pretty well, you know, because you just got to look where the line, where the ball goes over the line, and that's where I stand. And I yeah. stood there, and everyone agreed that was the point. Yeah. How do you prepare for your game? Oh, look, I train. Yeah. I, I, I look at balls wherever I go, and sometimes someone will throw throw some, you know balls in the kitchen and stuff, and they say in or out, Dad, and I say in or out, <laughs> depending on how I see it. And how do you get on with people in the street? Do you see them swerving around? People you? don't talk to me no more. The best of Roy and HG. The inaugural Advanced Rugby League Foundation Ball will be held at La Montage Roselle on Friday the 28th of June. The theme is reality. Book now to avoid disappointment. Ticket prices start at $1,200 and are only available through rugbyleagueyep.com.au. That's rugbyleagueyep.com.au. Now, um, if you want to hear that, of course, you can pick that up on the podcast along with the rest of the program, which is coming up. But if you want to be part of the show, old style, RoyNHG at abc.net.au, RoyNHG at abc.net.au on the Mojo Wire, Roy. Uh, yeah. Now, well, this comes from uh, Timbo, HG. Oh, Timbo, yes. Describes uh, himself as an art student. What? Yes. I know. Why would you do that? <laughs> See? You just he ask him for trouble. He, he doesn't get it. No, ask him for trouble. Doesn't if get he it. said tradie, yeah, thanks very much. We'd Climber. be sitting up. And, I know. Yeah, I know. Proud Thinking. of him, we'd be. I know. I know. An art student. Is that the first time we've ever? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. In all the years <laughs> we've done it. In all the years, <laughs> we try to warn them off, <laughs> and they still keep getting in. Anyway, he says the um, the COVID affected NRL season may have answered an age-old question: What comes first, the crowd or the stink? Or put another way, does the stink attract the crowd or does the crowd incite the stink? Like many NRL followers, I was taken aback when the season restarted to observe a total lack of stink on the field. No niggle, no elbows, no face work. At the end of the game, the player behaviour was gentlemanly. Lots of good to see you, mate. Well played. Good luck next week. As the season has progressed, I've observed that the level of stink has gradually increased. Mm. I cite Reynolds kicks Campbell in the head. Mitchell stiff arms Reynolds. Good old-fashioned stink behaviour. Other games also displayed a definite escalation in both quality and quantity of stink. Based on the evidence of the NRL so far, I believe the cause-effect conundrum can be cracked. Crowd begets stink. Bigger crowd, bigger stink. Whilst this discovery in itself is an important advancement in human understanding, it does pose a bigger question. Could the crowd stink correlation, the CSC, be modelled into a mathematical formula? Is there a simple coefficient? Is the relationship linear or non-linear? If a formula could be derived, it might revolutionise sport writ large. For example, planning medical support. Just ask how big will the crowd be? Apply the CSC formula to predict the level of stink and resource the medicos accordingly. Wow, I've thought it through. Designing new stadiums. Don't ask what size crowd do you want to hold. Ask what size stink do you want to incite. Then apply the CSC formula backwards and reverse engineer the stadium. It's an excellent thesis. It is, isn't it? He says as an aside, could it be that the Roman Empire had mastered the formula? Think of the Colosseum. Big engineering, big crowds, big stinks. I suppose yeah. that's right. Well, for an art student, he's tremendous knowledge of rugby league and history by the looks. Yes, or, yes. Or rugby league ideas. <clears throat> I know, but as an art student, though, this is suggesting he could be 
better pointed towards mathematics or something like that. Could I suggest plumbing? Plumbing. <laughs> you know. Yes. I mean, that's where you get these ideas on the job. You know, you do an hour's work. And And there'd be a lot of mates around that you could discuss these ideas with. I mean, if you raise this with art students, they're going to... Scratch their heads. Scratch their heads and And think you're an idiot. And think you're an idiot. But, you know, the the discipline, the commitment to the subject matter, first class, first class. Absolutely first class. And obviously Miss Lady's vocation. What else have you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Now, this has come from Eric. He says... uh, Oh, no, it's from Doug. Doug, He says, uh, happy rugby league to you and your families. Last week, whilst uh, regaling Lord Ted Goodwin, you briefly touched on his glorious yet unheralded rugby league refereeing career. Mm -hmm. We did. Uh, In the early 90s, I was playing a game during what is generally regarded as the pinnacle of Lord Ted's refereeing career, third grade rugby league in Perth. That was probably when we uh, we bumped bumped into Lord Ted. At one point during the game, Lord Ted's pet dog ran on, out to him on the field. Without skipping a beat, Lord Ted gracefully swooped over, grabbed the dog's lead and continued to referee the game. The whistle kept blowing. You're offside number eight, high tackle number four. Up and back, the game never stopped, just Lord Ted and his faithful companion continuing to control the greatest game of all. Lord Ted and his dog, the world's first rugby league uh, combination of referees in that manner. That, that's not a bad idea, though, having a dog out there with you, is it? Well, can I point out that dogs are incredibly smart, they especially are. in, a, 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 say, a playing circumstance. Yes. And I'm just wondering if the rugby league needs to look at dog control mattress. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you'd have to help them with the whistle blowing because that may take a bit to master. Well, they'd just bark. A bark? Wouldn't they? If someone's offside. Sorry, mate, the dog saw it. Oh, it wasn't offside. Sorry, mate. How about HIA yeah. concussion protocols being sniffed out by a dog? Well, dogs can smell. I know. That's why uh, illness. They can smell illness. Yes. And, uh, so they'd be... have to pass the referee's dog test. Yeah. So? Yeah, yeah, bring on the dog then. Yeah, bring on the dog. <laughs> dog comes out. Sniff, sniff, sniff. <laughs> no, you're that's right. You Play on. <laughs> or they're, they're completely concussed and knocked yeah. over and the yeah. dog looks yeah, in. Sure. Off they go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Et well, what a great idea. I mean, that could really... See, Lord Ted ahead of the game, I know. both as a player and as a referee, referee, it would seem. And talk about getting kids involved. Yes. Who's doing the match today, Dad? Yeah. Lassie. Yo, beauty. Wow. Can we go? Yeah. Wow. You get great great combinations, wouldn't you? You could. Like, you could. Mogshin Jedwat or Jodwat and Bozo. Well, Bozo the... the, Bozo the Alsatian. Yeah. Wow. Dogs can be intimidating, remember, too. Oh, yeah. And I think it would would speak to a greater control of the game Mm. if you knew that, let's say, there was a couple of hotheads like um, Toby... Oh, uh, let's say Jared were a Hargreaves. Yeah, right. That's right. In a a grand final... Well, in a semi-final for uh, Roosters. Having a Rottweiler there... Yes, exactly. ...might just be the... Yeah, the tonic he needs Thank you. to calm him down. <laughs> uh, Rosemary's been in touch. She says, happy rugby league and welcome back. Okay. Uh, she says, Victoria is going to be the laughing stock of the world when the athletes for the Commonwealth Games find out there is no athletes' village, but athletes will be staying in people's garages. Billets? You beauty, I love a billet. I had no idea. She said, By the way, how many athletes would fit in the average two-car garage? Well, you'd fit half a dozen in there, couldn't you? Well, you could bunk bed them and get maybe up yes. to 12. 
Yeah. Be difficult at breakfast time though, because you'd have so many mouths to feed. You'd have to get the subsidy. Oh well, you'd you'd feed them in the driveway, <laughs> wouldn't you? Put up a you'd be a buffet style. Yeah. On a on, on a, a roasted table. pig, a yeah, pig on yeah, a spit, yeah, something yeah. like that. Works for rugby league. Why wouldn't it work for our uh, Commonwealth Games stars? Mm, mm, mm. But I had no idea. Garages. No, I. It's going to be a shock to some of the. Some athletes, won't it? Yeah, well, the more. Who are um, expecting yeah. five, five star. Five star. But there's no reason why Victorians couldn't make their garages five star. Five star. Yeah. Mm, they could put in some, uh, I don't know, portaloos and some electrical yeah. stuff, wiring, yeah. maybe. Big te- television screen. Big, yeah, that's right. Oh, you can see it working Comfy really well. Beds. Yeah, a couple of beds, blow up pillows. Yes. You know, air mattresses. Sure. You know, yes. and the army could get involved, lend them a bit of I equipment. They could, yes, a, a can of international roast in the corner, <laughs> caterers blend, spoon, hot water, hot water running. They would not know themselves. Now, uh, this has come from Dave. He says, "Happy rugby league to you and your families." Having been an irregular listener recently, I had a long and a long time fan. I've become concerned whilst listening to your March the eleventh podcast. You reported an unexpected success by the Australian baseball team, the Southern Thunder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was unaware of the name of this team and upon hearing it, I was filled with joy and delight at the anticipation of an exploration of the origins of the name and the potential backdoor-related double entendres. Well, can I just suggest, uh, Dave, that we don't dwell on things untoward? That's not our go. We talk things up. We're not, not going to make fun of the Southern Thunder because of their we, name. Why we would just we do not, that? And, you know, can I... This is heading into the, uh, the, in the Pervs and Sicko area for mine. It is. It and is. we don't dwell in that We don't area. do that. We go in the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean... We call out Pervs and Sicko. We do. We do. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, there are some people who dwell on that sort of thing. Yeah. And there's probably plenty of radio stations yeah. and podcasts. Go, go to a club on a Saturday night and someone will come out, you know, on stage and give you that sort of stuff. Don't they? Well, let's dead but, but we don't. No. Uh, this comes from Ken. Before I get to my main point, I would like to touch on the issue of the possible Hobart cenotaph obstruction and any RSL reluctance to relocate. Yes. Yes. I would like to point out that over the years, the Anzac Test has been played as early as the April the 20th and as late as May the 9th. If the Rugby League Anzacs can show that type of grit, determination and flexibility, I'm sure the RSL can work with the relevant authorities to ensure the legacy of the Anzacs and the Anzac Day Test lives on. I, I think he's suggesting that the RSL in Tasmania could be a little more accommodating to the stadium and incorporate the cenotaph into the stadium structure. I get it. Now, is the Anzac Day test still a thing? No. No. It's been off the It agenda. came and went, didn't yeah. it? But it was great when we oh, had it. Oh, it was incredible. I loved it. Incredible. That trophy. Where is that trophy? Yeah. I suppose that'll go into the War Memorial. I suppose so. Canberra War Memorial. Well, that would be the best spot for yeah, it. Yeah, it would. It would. It's historic. Yeah. In the Brick with Eyes room. Just the, the Brick back with there. Eyes room that'll, is big Glenn enough La- to have... Glenn Lazarus room. It's big enough to... One of the very few rugby league players to become a senator. <laughs> when you think about it. Yeah. Well, he's the only one. I the think. only one. Mm. Uh, now, says to his main point, how about a baseball stadium in Hobart? I think there could be potential for an outstanding facility 
dedicated to the our baseball backdoor heroes, the Southern Thunder. Well... And their performance at the recent World Baseball Classic. What's it going to do, classic. this thing? Is this thing going to play other sports or just baseball? Well, just baseball, he's suggesting. My proposal would involve statues of all players and coaches around the outside of the stadium so people can admire figures such as Dave Nilsson in bronze. <laughs> well, I'd love to see Dave Nilsson. And if anyone's yeah. earthed the right to be... In bronze. In bronze, it's Dave Nilsson. I mean, yeah. he's been prosecuting and Building. lifting mm-hmm. Australian baseball... Ever since I've been born. Yeah, no, he's, been it's an incredible he's just effort. been part of the landscape. Incredible effort. Incredible. And he must she... be about 110 now and still putting in. Yeah, still swinging. He's still managing the team. I know. And to get fourth at the Worlds is no easy. No task. easy. No, 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 not an easy task at all. No. Won and by Japan in the I end. I know. Incredible. Incredible, incredible scenes. Delirium. Yes. Anyway. Happy rugby league to you and your families. This has come from Clinton. Uh, he says, uh, being a lifelong Sydney Swans fan... Yes. I was excited uh, for our opening game against Gold Coast last week. However, my excitement was somewhat dampened when I realised that Dermot Brereton would be providing commentary for the game. Yeah, well, that can put you right off a game of AFL. Dermot provided his usual nonsensical musings on the game and I tried to tune him out. Then a young Gold Coast player gathered the ball, took a few steps and was tackled and the ball bobbled out. Dermot then lamented the fact that he lost the ball and put it down to a lack of ball security. Oh, was a gog. Has Dermot been spending time with Bellamy or he's always been a fan of the greatest game oh, of all? I know, always loved rugby league. <coughs> always loved rugby but league. But I thought the idea in the AFL is if you get caught, you've got, you've got to get rid of the ball. Well, <laughs> ball security's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> I mean, that's where you've got to have ball insecurity, isn't it? What I call that is phase shifting. Ah. You know, shifting from one ga- one code to another yeah, code. Yeah. In the call, it's easy to happen. You and I have done it. Sure. But if uh, the bloke had good ball security in that circumstance, he would have penalised he... for holding the ball. Uh, indeed, yeah. I'm not disputing this. I'm not disputing this. Right. Uh, has the uh, the lad who, well, I was just thinking, maybe the ball security needs to be taught mm. to that youngster and ask him to think about where he wants to play. Right. Because maybe he's, he'd be better playing rugby league. Oh, that's my feeling. Yeah, good. So many AFL players I do see, I think, oh, gee, wrong code. <laughs> Especially in Hawthorne yeah, at the moment. Yeah, at the moment, yeah, they're all rugby league yeah, players, Yeah, West they? Coast, Frio, a lot of wrong coders there. Uh, now, Liam from Canberra here. Hello, he says, happy rugby league. Today, that is today, mm-hmm. I had the absolute pleasure of travelling with the Canberra Raiders SG Bullside to Leichhardt Oval. What? Hmm. SG ball the to SG like ball. A, Wow. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that a treat? Where we will be facing off <clears throat> against the Balmain Tigers in the last round of the SG ball season as a member of the coaching team. How does that work? I don't know. More questions than answers, but let's say he's right. <laughs> Whilst I'm clearly focused on the game ahead, I cannot help myself be distracted at the fact that I'm about to be in the presence of such a historical rugby league site. I don't know what to expect 
Uh, but I'm very much looking forward to seeing the toilets. Well, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? That's, they've probably heard all about it. Yes. On local radio in Canberra about yeah. their trip, the SG ball. I don't know how they've gone this year. No, I'd normally. love to think they were top of the table. Yes. Given the Raiders won't be. There's been so little SG ball news this I know, year. I know, I know, <clears throat> I know. Blame, Why I, doesn't Andrew talk about it on well, his program? Well, I blame Philanders. Yes. Doesn't say the Tony should come out and read the results on the steps of Parliament mm. House. Yes. Well, it should be published somewhere. It probably is. I yeah. just don't bother to go there. Uh, the one thing I do know, uh, he finishes off by saying, actually, is, uh, is that today is going to be a very, very special day. Yes, that's right. And it will be. Any... Pity the weather is so bleak. Yeah. Any but that's trip... all right. When you're in the toilet there, it doesn't matter what the... You don't think of the weather outside. No, you, you just I'm think of the that's history. A fact. The history. Uh, now, <laughs> Marty on the Gold Coast regarding oh, yeah. Graham Annesley's comments on the difficult and complex multivariate linear programming problem presented by programming 204 oh, matches yes. of the National Rugby League. We talked about this last week. Uh, <clears> 27 <throat> regular season rounds for 17 teams, including Parramatta. AI. <clears throat> he thinks this is a classic problem for solution by artificial uh-huh. intelligence, such as chat GPT. Yes, yes. I haven't tried chat BT, GPT, but it sounds fantastic. He says, I plugged in the prompt... Uh, generate an alternative draw for the uh, 2023 NRL Premiership season for 17 teams so the Parramatta never plays a team coming off a bye and it generated 18 solutions in less than four minutes. Wow. Isn't that fantastic? Wow. I tell you what, that's going to be a fantastic uh, program, HG, for those who do timetables in schools. Yes, that is good. That's all, that was yeah. always a nightmare. Yeah, timetable. For teachers to yeah. choose up the last term, essentially, sitting down trying to nut out who's going to go where and what, you know. I, I tell you what would be good is part of Hames' show to have an AI segment, segment where listeners or viewers yes. could write in or send in <clears throat> yes. text in maybe mm-hmm. a question for the AI to solve this week. Yeah. To do with football, obviously. Sure. yeah. You know, yeah, great idea. How many more matches would North have to win to make the top eight? Or that's, yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking sure. off the top of my head here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, just finally, actually, Pete from Adelaide. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't hear from Pete very often. But no, but very keen. Very keen supporter. Mm. He says, I know you like to report on Aussies excelling in their sport, so I thought I'd let you know that Jason Belmont from Orange... New South Wales. Yes, I'm liking this. Just won the prestigious Tournament of Champions on the Professional Bowlers Tour of the USA. Ten-pin bowling? I'm not sure if it's ten-pin bowling or lawn bowls. Must be ten-pin. Must yeah, be I don't think pin. Jack I is an American not a sport. Thing there'd be, there'd be a, you know, boutique yeah. tour. Completing an astonishing comeback from 58th position at the end of round one to champion at the end of the seven-day tournament... Jason Belmont defeated top seed EJ Tackett. No, he's hopeless. God, he can bowl. Yeah, beautiful bowler. Beautiful Lovely bowler. style. When his head's on right. Yeah. Sometimes his head's not on right and the ball can go straight to the gutter, can't it? <laughs> gutter ball specialist is EJ Tackett. Anyway, to claim his fourth career tournament of champions title and the 15th major championship of his career, both of which are world records... The 39-year-old prevailed in six consecutive matches on TV, 
defeating three former players of the year and the most accomplished under-26-year-old player of all time. The victory has cemented the Belmont firmly in the professional bowlers' history books as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, of all time. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that fantastic for orange bowling? I wonder if there's a local... Tenpin bowling range at Orange. There must be. Where else could uh, could, uh, Jason Belmont... Learn the trade. Learn the trade. Yeah. And I bet you his role model was Baby John Burgess. Well, I was just going to say, Baby John Burgess would be over the moon. Remember, Baby, Baby John Burgess was the face of bowls, 10-pin bowls, wanting to make it an Olympic sport. He was. He did a lot of... Uh, Hell of a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah, heavy lifting. But no one listened. The best of Roy and HG. League lovers, you want to own a horse but don't know how to get involved? Rooting King syndications can cut the red tape and leg you aboard a chestnut certainty in time for the Rural and Regional Cup Carnival. Speak to the rooting team, Weed and Bruce, at the blind side. Roy, obviously we live in strange times, but, uh, you know, it shocked me when I saw an item in the paper that the SCG Trust urges members not to walk, not to walk away amid crisis. Now, Good. this is a story writ large across every sporting organisation and I know you're the face of Watsford Oval, but they must be in trouble, Watsford Oval, at the moment. But well, the Oval's never looked better. We've had rain. Yeah. Uh, it, all it's missing is a few... Action. Yeah, a few players on I it. But, but I, I've never been prouder of the way it looks. And I know we'll get to this later on, but how's that grant money you got from Shotgun McKenzie going? Yeah, uh, good. Well, we've yeah. put in the lift as as required. The lift goes nowhere, but that doesn't matter. It's a bit of a talking point. Um, in the town. Yeah, it is a big talking point in the mm-hmm. town because uh, in the days when you could drive around and go for a spin, you'd ob- often get a caravan of cars just going past and having a look at the lift going nowhere. So it, if anything, it, look, it's a sculpture. Yes, yeah, it's a talking point. It's a talking point, yeah. an accidental sculpture. Now, yeah. look, we'll unpack the Watsford Oval problems during the show, but can I point out the Sydney Cricket Ground has a 13-year waiting list. Good. So it's not as though they don't have people offering throw, to throw money at. Yes. 13-year waiting list. Yep. Now, then we get uh, – it's obviously got a terrific board of trustees, including the Parrot, Harvey, Norman, or, you know uh, – Oh, uh, Jerry Harvey. Jerry Harvey. Is Jerry on it? Yeah, he's the. the I Is think Harry the, Triggerboff on it? I, I don't know, there think was so. talk of Harry being uh, being uh, uh, put into the war cabinet. Oh well, he's he, an excellent person in the war cabinet. Yes. Now, uh, obviously, I meant to say Harvey Norman, chief executive Katie Page. All oh, right. Former News Corp chairman Johnny Hardigan and uh, corporate heavyweight Tony uh, Shepherd as chairman. Right. Now, what's happening here is that. Obviously, a thing like the SCG gets money from people paying memberships. Yes. Now, they're fairly hefty memberships, yep. but they get to sit in the long room if they want to. They get free tickets for the test and all that sort of stuff. Yes. Access to, obviously, games that go on there. But the trouble is there's no games going on. No. So the spin-offs in membership look like you're tipping money into a, well, a hole, really, yeah. and flushing it. Yes. Uh, because you're not getting anything But it's maintaining it. your membership, isn't it? It's maintaining your membership, yeah, so, 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 right? Which puts you in front of the thirteen-year wait. Yes, to get on. Yeah. Now, I'm just wondering if the putting those problems to one side, yeah. we come to then the Collingwood Football Club, who's yeah. got the same problem with membership. Yeah. People saying, "Well, there's no matches. Give us your money. Give us our money back, you bludgers." Oh, is that what they're saying? I think that's seemed to be the uh, ah. stink between uh, Eddie Maguire, yeah. who could go on the War Cabinet, yeah. I think, yeah. and Tony Jones midweek was that the. Eddie seemed to be pleading with the Collingwood faithful yeah. uh, to, you know, say, 
hang in there. Something might happen. Don't ask for the money back, even though obviously fair trade would suggest we should pay it all back. They'd lose a line, you know, a line of income. Now, two things, two things we have to think. Is it time to suggest diversification? Mm. We can't put on uh, events like Michael Bublé or we can't put on, you know, the reformed, I don't know, jet or whatever. We can't put on cricket or football. I know we can't. That yeah. was the other thing. So I was teasing out another strand of income yeah. was flogging off the uh, rental or earning money from rental for events. Yeah. I think what we've got to go to is really lateral thinking and start growing things on these venues. Yeah. Uh, so much so that you diversify completely your income streams, your income sources. Yeah. So let's start with the – and for, let's not forget that the ground staff are the best in the world at yes. these places. I don't know what your ground staff like it. What's of an oval. Very good. But, but I know that, for instance, uh, you know, at uh, Victoria Park, yes. at, uh, you know, obviously the SCG, the ground staff are superb, yes. magnificent. And if we could get somehow tease out some of those hydroponic skills that mm. Australians are known for around the world, we could get crops growing there at a great rate, yes. at a great rate. So instead of coming up to well, the... They're very, generally speaking, they're, they're very fertile... Fertile. ...areas, aren't they? And they have terrific uh, irrigation infrastructure. Thanks very much. So you can monitor your soil, your moisture levels in your soil very, very carefully, now, yes. can I also suggest that uh, with a bit of luck, we could plant out the stands as well. In oh, with, with pots. Pots, exactly right, yes. yes. So what would happen would be you would might... Would you get Scott Cam involved in the building of these of these pots? Would they be timber pots, HG, lined in some way with a... Like planter boxes. Yes, planter boxes. Now, you know, there were, I hadn't thought of Scott Cam at all, but no. that's a brilliant idea, Roy. That's a brilliant... I don't know why he escaped me. He's no. probably got his hands full. Well, he has if he's going to build this, uh, this rugby league ground uh, up at, up uh, at Morton Island. <laughs> Now, look, I, but he will have time eventually because that won't take him too long, as no, you said, about a week. No, he can do it in a day. Oh, yeah, a, week. a week. Okay. Now, Good. imagine Scott Cam advising mm. the ground staff, should they need any advice about this, they don't have to all put their head up at once and say, oh, yeah, come on down to the SCG, Scotty, and give us a hand with the planter boxes. Sure. You know, there's plenty of space in areas which haven't been, which have been largely used as thoroughfares for your planter Well, exactly, boxes. yes. And then your pop plants. You mean the vomitorium areas. The vo- vomitorium areas, <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes. So you've got plenty of opportunities to tease out this. Then sure. what are we going to grow? I bet you that in Marvel Stadium you could grow mangoes all year round because yes. it's this contained environment. It's a biosphere. Biosphere. Yes. Exactly the word Controlled I'm looking for. Biosphere. biosphere, yeah, good. And just go up to Port Augusta and have a look at what they've done with an old clapped-out power station up there and their hydroponic tomatoes. Yes. Now, don't tell me that Australians couldn't get the majority of their green needs by backing the ute up to the, say, area where you bought the tickets in the old days and said, give us a box of your specials. Sure. Then, can I go further? Asparagus. Asparagus, yes, exactly. Your spinach. Spinach. Your salad mix, your whatever, carrots. All manner of lettuce, yes. All manner of lettuce, that's right. Right. And how about a nice case of gross lissies to go with that? Yes, tomatoes, yes. Or, you know, 20 gross lissies or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Now. Well, you could do companion planting, couldn't you? You'd have a row of tomatoes and a row of basil. I tell you what goes well with tomatoes is marijuana. Does it really? It I didn't goes, know it that. It goes incredibly well. I didn't now, know that. Now, can I just say, mm. we've got to think outside the square now and think, well, income, income. Yes. Where's the income going to come from? To, You know, the wild card round's great, yeah. but how are we going to get money to actually seed it, to make it start? It mm. won't sell itself. Right. So my suggestion is we change the laws yes. and allow cricket grounds to diversify yes. into the marijuana business. Wow. I mean, it's, you've got to have that out there thinking to be able to solve this problem. Mm. We're not going to be able to do it by, you know, 
always looking at where well, the curve is look, flattened. You've got to bring always with these ideas, H. You've got to bring the public along. With no, you. I know, I know, you, I know. I'm you, way you, ahead of where way the public ahead. is. Yeah, you are. Yeah, no, you are. I know. You are. But uh, and and I know. You know, every now and again, we we, we need radicals in, in our community. We do. We need visionaries. But it's pointless having a visionary if the people won't follow. Could I suggest a halfway house here? I'd love to hear a halfway if, house. If the MCG area, Watsford Oval, um, Windy Hill. Windy um, Victoria uh, Park. Victoria Icon Park. Park, yes. Or, you or know, in Brisbane. The, the all Lotto Land. Lang Park, all of that. Lotto Land, all of them. If we grew tobacco. Now, the Indians are smoking more than ever at the moment. Now, the subcontinent. The subcontinent, in, indeed. Yeah. Yes. Love their cigarettes. Oh, hey. Now, MCG Green. Thank you. Thank you. Isn't that amazing? Wow, yes. I didn't know that. And, that, for that. The, and for the Indians in particular, HG, to imagine they could smoke something that's come out of the soil. I know. Where I know. Sachin Tendulkar has scored a century. I know. I know. And where Don Bradman has scored a century. They would be smoking the memories of the greats. The best of Roy and HG. Blindsiders, HG here again with a quick reminder that you're knee-deep into blindside history here with these magnificent highlights of your shoot. As last season's The Zombie Apocalypse awaits collection on bin night, we are now in the season of Grope 754. The Watchmen of Faith have seen off the dreaded Fafitas and declared peace in the galaxy's faraway cluster on bludging on the blind side. Now, Roy, this is a very disturbing story coming out of the Central Coast. Uh, they've got a ban on nudity uh, on the Central Coast. They, uh, Do they? Surf clubs, surf life-saving clubs across the Central Coast are planning to ban nudity in change rooms. Yeah. Oh, in change rooms? Yeah, and, and I mean, they're not in, I'm not sure what their policy is, open-air nudity, meaning yeah. outside the change rooms. They may be all for that right. in the Central Coast. Yeah. But uh, the policy is uh, obviously being put into effect with letters of warning mm. after rinsing off after the showers fresh from an ocean swim. So normally people would maybe go for a swim, think I'm a bit salty, I'll have a shower. Now, some places... Often they have showers out, outside, outdoors. So yeah. showers with your bathers yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, the, the difficulty has been that the uh, letters have been sent mm. saying people who have done the wrong thing, mm. meaning taking their bathers off inside the change rooms, have been breaking uh, life-saving club protocols concerning nudity inside. Right. Now, look, can I just say that, that this nation is blessed with great nude events. Mm. Uh, MOFO in Tasmania has a oh, great nude swim. It, it is, yes. it is. It's in the middle of winter and everybody comes down hundreds of And every now and again there's a sort of sicko photographer who likes to blow into town and get people to take their gear off and takes photographs of them. Thousands of people turn yeah, out just to right. drop their togs in a communal fashion. That's right. Nothing weird about it. No. Well, well I suppose not, no. Then we have the what's known, I think, as the Sydney Skinny which is a nude swim at Balmoral Beach. I might be wrong about that, but the Sydney Skinny, yeah. I'm not sure how many... That's not for sickos, <clears throat> though, is it, HG? I haven't... Has anyone... I don't think so. I don't think... Lined I... those ducks up to see if there's any relationship between 
the willingness to do this and well, are you suggesting that there's that the Central Coast is a magnet for sickos and perms, well, I don't and that's know. why they had to put the I ban in? I don't know, in? but certain councils must feel that way if they're a little bit worried about people getting undressed in a dressing room. So I mean, that, that to me is the most natural thing in the world. Now, come come to the chase here. Are we suggesting that the surf clubs in the uh, Central Coast be redesigned so a lot of cubicles are put in there with doors on them oh. so as people, if they had to change from bathers into street clothes, yes. would be able to do so without offending or causing attention <clears throat> or attracting pervs and sickos. Then we would have CCTV footage in there to make sure that all that happened behind the closed well, who door would of the cubicle. that? I mean... Well, hang on a minute. You've got to involve the police here. Oh, the police. You've got, police in that area have enough to do already, but if they're going to have to be on perv and sicko patrol, then it's going to get really weird when the pervs and sickos join the police force to have a look at what's going on in change. Because that'll happen. Jonas, that'll happen. But can't we teach this in school? I was going to say, exactly. How you, my mind. You, you wrap a towel around yourself and then you discreetly lower the tog or the togs underneath the towel mm-hmm. and then dry yourself off, off a little bit before Putting the slipping the on. underpants on or going straight to the shorts, whatever your preference going might be. Yeah, whatever your preference might be. Yeah. And that's the sort of thing you can do if your technique is good you don't need a dressing room. You can do it in a car park or just do it on the beach. Now. Isn't that what should be taught, how to use a towel to... Like you, I think this is something for schools, but I am <laughs> mindful that some people have to go, love going for a swim before they go to work. Yes. So they might have to put on a suit. Oh, yes, fair Which enough. I'm quite happy and to do. And you don't want to have a damp patch around the gusset. You don't. To, you that don't. you've got to wear all Say day. Say to a bank meeting or whatever yeah, it is. Sure. Yeah, sure. That's right. Yes. yes. No, I agree. Yeah. So but I can't understand what this is, where the thrust yes. of this policy comes from yeah. and have they thought it through? Well, because know, if you have a when policy... When did it become a problem? This week. So what happened this week to ge- to generate this... Well, the ban had been in place for some time. Oh, how and long? Some, well, how let's I... say six months. Really? Let's say six for months. For six months you've never been... You... Well, nobody bothered to check on nudity in the change rooms. Right. But now, of course, people have gone in well, there... Well, someone's and... made a complaint. Yeah, somebody's made a complaint. I saw a, saw a bloke take his trousers off in the change rooms. Somebody has reported that, have they? As I understand And now there's outrage. Outrage across the community. Yes. They didn't know, but now they're all queuing up to have a look at what's going on in change rooms. Before, they didn't care. And I've got to be honest here. I bet you in the Central Coast area, hundreds of thousands of people, maybe not this week because it wasn't so warm, but last week it was a bit warmer, changed on the beach. Yes. You know, I I don't know. This this reminds me, actually, I I read a report last week, and I don't know whether to believe it or not, that a, a... a principal of a, a school in the United States had to resign because one of his teachers had exposed to the children an image of uh, Michelangelo's David. Yeah. And a couple of parents thought it was sick. Yeah. Sick. Sick. Yeah. And now, I, 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 you know, I've been to Florence. I, I, I've, I've gazed upon the image of, yeah. uh, of, uh, uh, of David. Did you know you were there with a bunch of sickos? Well, I didn't realise. No. To me, it just looked like a terrific sculpture and yeah, something that, that uh, it is. G- gave us an insight in the, into the yeah. Renaissance and what have you. And uh, I put it in its historical context can, and, and loved it. Now, can loved I ask, it. There was nothing sick about it. Did but you, once you put the idea of sickness in someone's mind, it means a lot of those kids from that school where that teacher had to, or the principal had to resign 
They're going to look at Michelangelo's David now and think it's something sick. Yeah. Aren't they? Can I ask? Ditto with someone in a change room. In the You're going to a change talk- room to take your underpants off and put your cozies on and people are going to say, oh, that bloke's sick. I know. That's weird. Now, can I ask, when you're in, uh, in the presence of the David, did mm. you think the heady vibe mm. was because you were with light-minded sickos? Do you well, understand what I mean? Yeah. Before, no, you I, might have I saw myself in, with, with a bunch of other normals, and we just looked at each other. We looked at David Shaw, and then looked at each other. We'd never seen each other before, and just nodded like, yeah. "You're really good." Yeah, really good. Yeah, really good. Nice work. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, good yeah. chiseling. Yeah. Well, however you want to respond to it. Yeah. Where's this big going hand? I, yeah, I didn't big realize hands, his yeah. hand was that yeah, big. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's just a little bit too big. Now, What's he saying by that hand? Are you? I su- mean, nobody looks at the nether areas and no. think pretty small. Yeah, that's the comment. That's the comment. But the fig leaf. Did you assume there was a fig leaf on there no. originally? <laughs> no, because I think if you put a fig leaf on it, you think, oh, someone's six beanie. The best of Roy and HG. In Stuffed, the Knights podcast, hear how King Cyril the Savage tasked the blinkered knights with finding a cure for bowel cancer. Their mission is not complete, but follow their progress on bludging on the blind side. Every hour of the day, somewhere in the world, a rugby league referee's whistle is being blown. Fact. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Last night... Did you you watch Escape to the Country or something? Hasn't that show? That's got legs, hasn't got it? Legs, hasn't oh, it? I mean, fantastic. You know, sometimes I watch the English version of that. Oh, it's much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the I, quality, I've seen that. High yeah, quality. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just love it when they when they've got to know what do you think it's worth? Yeah. Put it, oh, and you think, God, is it going to be? Four hundred and sixty thousand pounds, or four hundred and sixty-five thousand, and families, you know, get, get involved. involved. Everyone yeah. shouts out their yeah. own, yeah. their own. It's fantastic, yeah, no, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, apropos of your religious comments. Oh yes. Um, I was watching a, a Netflix doco last night on the Church of Satan in America. Oh yes. Uh, How's it going, the Church it's of Satan? Going really well. Is it reopening no. this weekend? Is the <laughs> President's uh, <laughs> encouraging them to do? I think so. It's a great it's, idea, isn't it? Originally I thought it was a sort of like a spoof. Yes. Uh, but it's not a – and I apologise to the Church of Satan in America. Right. Um, they see themselves as, you know, they do all sorts of good work involving uh, looking after highways and the beach and tidying up after other people oh, who okay. make messes and stuff like that. Yes. It's a really, uh, you know, I suppose Satan got a bum rap and we're here, here to help him improve oh, his image. Oh, right. So, so what, he's been much maligned much by maligned. history. Much maligned by history. Right. Wasn't there I, I'm not sure where Where'd the, the best comes. bad press come from though, HG, for the for Beelzebub? Well, I think that at one point you had to remember, of course, the mm. religion as you were talking about before. Mm. 
had to invent things to draw people in. Oh, yes. So hell became something that you didn't want to get involved with, but you would avoid hell if you went to church. Yes. And then this, this of course, sure. began merchandising all sorts of things. Yes. Uh, I, I, think I, the, the yeah, I suppose the genesis is, is you want ordered society, you want good behaviour. Right. Now, what I was trying yeah. to get, don't get bogged down in, no. in the religious no. issues. No. What I was taken by was here I am, I'm watching a religious program mm. when I should have been watching, you know, a celebration of my own religion. Footy. Ah, yes. Now, then it comes to the question of the 10-minute well, Which would have been more in, more entertaining, HG, seeing, say, the Richmond Tigers... Play Collingwood. ...play Collingwood, winning by, say, 60 points going into the fourth quarter, or this show on Satan, the, the, the Church of Satan, which was more, which was more enjoyable. Sadly... Uh, the Church of Satan. I mean, yeah, Eddie's, well, got a, no. Eddie's got a point, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, but then I thought the 10-minute halves yeah. and only two halves... Yeah. I could watch both. Now, oh. that's the thing that I think is the new thing that Eddie's trying to get to. Okay. So you have a big screen, say, at the MCG. <laughs> with a show with, on with, afterwards. With, yeah. So what happens is you get the Veronicas out early, you get Guy Sebastian there sure. seeing a couple of, you then know, you classics. Then you the first quarter, the first then you quarter. go to the first part of, of Satan the, the documentary. The, yeah, the, the, the Church of Satan. Whoa, that's entertainment, isn't it? <laughs> the best of Roy and HG. Yes, footy heads, rugby league has never sounded better than in Brass Blasts, a collection of massive thumps and big hits from the Tyrone Peachy Big Band. It's another winner from Monster Music. These funky flavours heard only on Bludging on the Blind Side. Common Question. Does Rugby League care about bowel cancer? Rugby League recommends all Australians have regular bowel checks. All clubs have free bowel checking facilities available to club members, their families and friends. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Obviously, Texas have pointed out that it was a woman who was pinged for being nude in the change rooms. Right. Uh, and the- someone was shocked by that. She was in the right change room. Correct. It wasn't some no, weird, no. you know, mistaken identity in no. terms of couldn't read the signs. So someone went into the women's change room and was shocked to see... A woman changing in the women's change room. Wow. Now, signs that say no nudity in change rooms. If you're caught breaching this rule, you'll be called before the club's disciplinary committee, right. disciplinary committee yeah. were installed, uh, you know, after complaints. Mm. Now, then we come to policing of this. Now... Are you suggesting CCTV footage is necessary? Well, I suppose so. I mean, the most elegant solution I can think of, HG, for these change rooms is uh, to have no lighting so that they're completely dark, pitch black dark, so no one can be offended. Yeah, no, that's very good. And would you... And you limit the number of people that can be in there, obviously. And you and I know the area fairly well. Yeah, one at a time. Exactly, you don't want to attract sickos who enjoy... Darkness yes. and nudity. <laughs> and uh, there's a big lot of them around, I'm telling I you. I think that's probably now, right. Look, can I just say <clears> that <throat> it does concern me yes. that warning signs aren't put up, say, in the carry-on area, just to take that as an example. So you drive up the highway mm. and you come off a carry-on, big sign saying, if you're offended by nudity, there's a turning circle ahead and you'd be wise to come out. And the other way around is at the same point, mm. Uh, you are leaving the sanctity of the Central Coast, yes. you may encounter nudity and change rooms from here on, meaning right. in either direction, going north or coming south. 
or going west for sure, that matter. Sure. Could and I be su- warned. Could be I, warned. Could I suggest HG a um, <clears throat> a reproduction statue of uh, David, Michelangelo's David, outside every change room on the Central Coast? How would that go over? I think that would be Would terrific. that be seen as being provocative or offensive? Or a welcome... Addition to the art. Addition to the art and uh, as a sort of a, a lure for tourists. Well, Have steady, you been a, oh, okay. steady, you know. I mean, we don't want that sort of, you know, school teacher in Thailand rave. You know, oh, right. <laughs> you know, uh, can I say I think I think that we have to have to be warning people mm. that these things are likely to offend or these areas are likely to offend and swerve them around it. Yes. Uh and don't go on the beaches because you may see somebody doing towel work. Yeah. Oh, true. Uh, true. True. What about a change room you can drive into and so you can change in your car? Well, I think Would that's, that be acceptable? Well, you see, what worries me is you've given the council another idea mm. to think, well, the Surf Lives Haven community, sure. you patrol the car parks. Yeah. You can't change in your car mm. because they're could be an accidental, you know, opening of the door at an inconvenient moment oh, or, you know, you couldn't yeah, guarantee no. that you'd be able to get into... And people would see people wriggling into clothes and saying, oh, go and have a look at what's going on there and be shocked. What about a monitor provided by oh, the, local, the local uh, life-saving how community a... and they just sit in on a, on a chair? Look, I, I noticed when you we were talking about the Uffizi Gallery where... Uh, the David, Michelangelo's David statue is, often you'll find an attendant sitting on a chair nearby, and not creating any offence, just keeping an eye on things to make sure no one gets out a chisel and tries to knock off the knock off this whatever. offensive bit. Yeah, sure. Um, what about Can I a lifesaver a sitting in each of the lifesaver? A stop-go lifesaver? Well, just someone stop, who can monitor go. to make sure someone's getting changed in the right way or... Can maybe make a comment or don't, pants look, up, don't look like pants that. Up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or keep that towel wrapped around. Yeah. <laughs> make sure the towel's there when you drop it. That's it, mate. You've done well. All right, good on you. Full marks. How'd you go? Enjoy your swim. <laughs> Would that work? Well, I think the, I think the clubs, having raised this, have to put in effort mm. to prevent it from becoming a problem because. People from overseas love that. Have heard all about the Central Coast. They haven't heard about the ban. Are we going to have signs on Qantas planes coming in? Be warned. Going to the Central Coast because a lot of people on this flight probably want to go up to the Central Coast. The whole McMaster's Beach, you know, Cool Care, Copacabana, big magnet. Maybe some people will be staying in Airbnb. Be warned. Nudity is not acceptable. Now, what if this uh, this sicko bloke with the camera who likes shooting? People in the nude and they turn, oh, yeah. turn up on on mass. Ah, is that going to be possible to happen on the central coast? You, that's what's the first thing that's going to happen. Is of course it is. It's going to be, be a lure, isn't it? I a mean, lure, that, that, an absolute lure. Like red rag to the that's photographer that's and the, I don't know and the nudist name, community. He'll, he'll be up there with his camera, won't he? Sure as eggs, <laughs> he'll be there with a thousand other like-minded and Now, coming to the end of the show. The story that we haven't got to and we're very mindful of is this problem of not only does tennis want to be number one in the world, but the reverse is happening with swimming. You may notice this week that uh, Summer McIntosh, 
Oh, the uh, Canadian. The Canadian. Wunderkind. <laughs> broke Ariana Titmus's 400-metre world record. I thought that would stand for years. Uh, or that if anybody broke it, she would. Yeah. It's Ariana Titmus. Now what's happening is that Sydney sprawl or any suburban sprawl in Australia has meant that there's been very few pools being built. Oh, dear. So as our dominance in the pool is now left mm. to a few... Ocean pools and a couple of Olympic pools yeah. with having to service hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. Yeah. It it's may a, be a story a, that we come back to next that, week. It's the problem that hit tennis some time ago, isn't it? It is. Exactly. If you take the courts away, the standard is going to plummet. Mm-hmm. And it has done. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have pools in their backyards that they don't use. <laughs> don't they? Or a website. Yes. <laughs> Again, to be yeah. monitored by... You know, people, locals in the community, they, they know where the pools are and they know whether they're being used or not. Mm-hmm. Dob them into the local council, then mm-hmm. the council get involved, put, and it, co- put it in order, an easement. And? People can walk in whenever they like. Use and the learn pool. to change with your towel. Even if it's a small pool. At least you can practice your tumble turns, can't you? <laughs> you can. You can. And on that point, that's, uh, we pack up the uh, bludging on the blind side card table for another week and uh, remind people that uh, if you want to try... To re-experience the last couple of hours of your life, you can on the podcast, which will be available not long after we finish up here today, and uh, think that, uh, you know, there's so many issues in sport still to be cracked, boxed <coughs> and buried. On that cheery note, we ask you to join us next week for more Bludging on the Blind Side. Bye now. Stay tuned to Andrew Moore and his 15 hours of rugby league.